Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com, IWork, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. And on Fridays, we call the I Work For Him Radio Roundtable with your hosts, Jim and Martha. Always joined by Martha on Fridays. And we're so grateful today to have a couple of our friends and missionaries, supportive missionaries that we've been supporting for a number of years on the air with us today. But just a few minutes till we get to that. Super big thanks go out to Jose Cruz. He and the whole team pulling overnighters, taking care of all the work that Ace Andrews left behind, doing their regular jobs and all of Ace's work. We're going to hear from Ace in a few weeks about his incredible trip to Jamaica, his missions trip to Jamaica. Make sure you look for that show coming up real soon. Hey, we encourage you to go out to iWorkForHim.com, and we want you to join the I Work For Him Nation. The I Work For Him Nation is a spot on our website where you can make the commitment to start praying for your coworkers and employees by name each and every day. We're looking for people that call themselves Christians to take it to a level and really be Christ followers. And to make that commitment to their workplace, to look for ways to, to pray for people, to pray with people, to serve people, to befriend people. But all along, members of the I Work For Him Nation are people committed to excellence. No matter what you do, no matter what you do, whether you're digging ditches, running phone lines, maybe you're an attorney or an accountant, anywhere in between, you're committed to excellence so that you can give glory to the Lord with what you do each and every day. Go out to IWorkTheNumber4Him.com, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag, make that commitment today, start making an impact on your workplace tomorrow. And while you're out there, you can notice a couple of, a couple of new buttons. We have at the bottom of the front page of our website, you can see all of the show sponsors, ministries and businesses that help support I Work For Him and keep us on the air every day. Love to find out if you've got a... Maybe you know some business people who are passionate about marketplace ministry. Love for you to connect us up to those because we'd love to be able to support more ministries on this show. There's also a Donate Now button, which is a way, maybe if you don't know a lot of people, but you love what we're doing here, you can make a donation and we will use that money to support marketplace ministries and get them more airtime. But in order to do all of that, it really takes a paradigm shift in our minds. Romans 12.2 says this, Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world. And you have to ask yourself, why is Paul telling the Romans that? Because he was telling them that then 2,000 years ago, and it applies today. The behaviors and customs of this world, they're not exactly Christ-like customs and behaviors. We need to reject what the world tells us is right. And Paul writes on, goes on to say, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Jesus came to restore all things, including you, and he can do that inside your heart, inside your mind, inside your soul, as if those things are all separate. 
but he can do that because he is amazing and all-powerful, and he's God, and he can restore you, and that's what it means to be a Christ follower. Today, we're talking with some longtime friends of ours, and it's a great story, and we'll share some of that today, but we've got Chris and Christy Baker. They're on the air with us today. They're from the Cornerstone Campus Ministry right there at USF and UT, working with students, leading them to Christ, while they're out there in these bold university campuses being told that everything having to do with Christianity is bunk. And these guys are telling them the truth. Christine Christy Baker, welcome back to I Work For Him. Thanks so much. Happy to be here, Jim and Martha. Yeah, it's great to be with you guys this afternoon. And we got to have lunch with these guys ahead of time to catch up. We only get to see them once a year because during the school year, they are busy, busy people on and off the campus all day long. And we're going to hear from their hearts today. Martha, as we celebrate today, I, I mean, I almost think we should date stamp the show today because sure. because it, our kids deserve it. Our yes, son, mm-hmm. Our son, Joshua, today turns quarter of a century. Yes, he does. And his wife turns almost quarter of a century. <laughs> they celebrate the same enough, birthday. Happy birthday, Joshua birthday. and Amelia. Happy birthday. All right, Christy, ladies first. How is Christ making an impact on your life today? Wow. Well, uh, he, you know, the Lord's done so much in my life, uh, especially starting when I came to college is when I really gave my life over to the Lord. And now um, being a missionary to the college campus and happily married, it's, uh, you know, as long when he's the center, everything falls into place, and we've we've found that in our marriage, and we've found that as we've uh, walked out our relationship with him. That as we keep him the center of our our life and the focus, everything else falls into place, and we have so much security in what we're doing and uh, in each other. And so, yeah. Cool, Chris. What about you? How's Christ making an impact on your life today? Yeah, like Christy was saying, with him being the center of our life, basically our entire lives revolve, you know, around him. He's the foundation of our lives. I mean, he's the reason that we met. He's the reason that we're doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And I was reading this morning in the Bible in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, where it says, Christ is the power of God. You know, without Christ, we're powerless. Mm-hmm. We would be able to do nothing at all. Apart from him, we can do nothing. And so everything that we do is because of him, through him, and by him. You guys are about ready to celebrate three years of marriage. Yes. You guys have known each other, though. How many years, Christy, have you known Chris? Oh, uh, since 2009. So a long time. We've already known him seven seven years. Wow. Yeah. So you knew him when he was a young guy because Chris turned 30 this year. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. As you guys look at three years of marriage, and Martha and I just celebrated 30 years, what is it about the three years of marriage? What's the most awesome part about marriage after three years? Christy. Yeah, I am. Um, you know, I think getting to know Chris more and more each day, and we each we grow uh, more and more each day too. And so it's going on a walk and a journey with your best friend. Chris, really quick, what about you? What's the highlight for the last thir- three years? Same deal again. No, you can't say same as what she said. We're one. Yes, yes, yes. I'd say it's getting to the stage where we kind of know each other a little bit more. We're able to flow a lot better as a team. You're listening to Our Work For Him, the radio roundtable with Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Yes, Martha is in studio. She hasn't talked much yet, but we'll get her on the air in just a second. Today, we welcome Chris and Christy Baker. They're from, they do ministry with the Cornerstone Campus Ministry right here on two campuses in Tampa Bay, USF and UT. And these guys have been working with students on campus for a number, between the two of them, over a decade. And they've been working with students one-on-one, just introducing 
Jesus to people that maybe have never even heard about Jesus, and they're they're leading them to Christ and they're discipling them, and that's what that ministry is all about. In fact, there's many people listening out there going, "I've heard of Cornerstone Campus. I think a student called me once trying to raise money to go into the ministry." And that's exactly how we know this couple. Back four or five years ago, how many years ago was it, Christy? Um, when did you start five? raising money? Five uh, years ago. Yeah. Five years ago, Christy was going through the phone book and somehow got a hold of my name. She was looking for Christian business owners and got a hold of my name and called me and started talking about her ministry. And when she started telling me, like, Christy, I can't really support you right now, but I will pray for you and I will do what I can to get you connected up with other Christian business people, which I networked her and some of those people became her supporters. And then Martha and I eventually became supporters of Chris and Christy as they got married and moved up. So it's been fun, but she cold called. How many people did you have to cold call before you got started on your ministry? Um, on average, I would probably cold call around 300 to 250 people a day. 250 to 300 people a day. And you did that for a year. Yeah, just about. Yeah, which is an incredible number. When you think about those numbers, that's somewhere around 10,000 people. Or is that 100,000 people? 100,000. 100,000 people. Oh, my goodness. Sorry, I, I carry, forgot to carry the zero. It, yeah. yeah. So Chris and Christy are on campus at USF and UT. And this UT uh, excursion is a new thing for this year. And we'll hear about that in a minute. But why don't you talk about you, you've come to the end of another year at USF and at UT. What is Cornerstone Campus Ministry all about, Chris? So we really have a heart to reach out to college students during a very crucial time in their lives with the gospel of Jesus. These students are on their own for the first time, away from home, really going to decide about what they're going to believe and start building convictions in their lives right now that they're going to carry with them and they're going to decide how they're going to conduct the rest of their lives. So we really believe that if you can reach these students right now with the gospel and raise them up and train them, lead them to Christ and teach them how to live their lives based on the Bible, that they'll go out into their workforce, go out to the nations, go out to the world and be changers, that they will be salt, they will be light to the city. So we are all about reaching the lost with the gospel and then training them, equipping them, and discipling them to be strong Christians that will live their lives based on those convictions. Yeah, I, I love that. One of the things when we talk and we catch up and stuff is you guys talk a lot about how you're meeting with students in their world, you know, opening up the Bible together and discipling is the main topic there. And um, I think that that is the, it's so encouraging to know that there's good gospel-centered discipleship happening on the campuses. So we're really excited to be involved in that ministry. Christy, you get a different perspective on it. Chris is discipling, working one-on-one -on -one with guys, and you're mm -hmm. working one-on-one -on -one with a, a, a bunch of young ladies. Talk to me about that that different approach. I mean, because it's, you know, you're dealing with, I mean, how many students are at USF? Is it 40,000? 40,000. So you have 40,000 yeah. students there. And how many students are on the UT campus? Just over 8,000. Okay, so you're, you're dealing with 48,000 people. Okay, it's just a lot of, a lot of kids. Mm -hmm. yeah. When you... Uh, approach a young lady on campus when you're just you're just trying to you guys use what, what what do you guys use in order to get in front of somebody yeah so we um we have a survey that we do at the beginning of each semester and it's just four simple questions that and the first one the first question is you know do you believe that you'd go to heaven when you die next next question is why and it, the on the survey it lists off a few common answers people will give and then from there it allows us to uh, start a conversation with a student. You said there was four questions, though. So what are the four? <laughs> what are the four questions? Okay, are, if you die, you're going to go to heaven, and why? Yeah. 
Um, and so the first one is, do you believe you go to heaven? Yes or no? I hope so, or maybe, are the four mm. uh, answers. Okay. And then the next one is, why do you believe this? And some of those answers are, I go to church. I'm basically a good person. I try to keep the Ten Commandments, I believe, uh, in God. And then the next question is, uh, do you believe that, or... Would it surprise yeah. you that the Bible says that none of those previous answers will get someone into heaven? Mm-hmm. And then the next question is, would you like to know how someone can know that they're going to go to heaven? Mm. And then um, it has at the bottom of the survey, students can enter to win a $200 gift card or some kind of prize. And then the next two questions uh little after that snippets are, are you interested in co- attending a church or start being a bo- involved in a Bible study? And so you sit there and have these conversations and how many of those conversations, you do most of those conversations at student orientations in the first couple weeks of school, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so from there, we're able to meet a lot of students during that time. Um, but then also during the semester, we'll go out and share the gospel with students. Um, just very similar to that, but instead of using a survey, we have a sort of a track, that we, but we call it a 2Q, two-question test, and it has very much the same questions that are on the survey. Chris, how many, you know, I, I know we, we talked over lunch, that there's, there's a few other great Christian organizations on the campus with you as well, but you have 48,000 people to reach, but you said universities out there, uh, crew is out there, um, well, what else do you mention? I can't remember the other ones you mentioned. Uh, BCM, oh, Chi yeah, Alpha. Baptist Christian uh, Union, and Chi Alpha, which I've not heard of before. Mm-hmm. So you guys are all working together for the gospel. How many other people out there like that are trying to convert uh, people to Islam or convert people to uh, following Buddha? Are there other are there other ministries like that trying to convince people that Jesus is the wrong way? Oh, yeah. Yeah. On the college campus, especially at the University of South Florida, being a public university, there are uh, groups from you name it. You know, you got Scientology. You know, they're out there. They have tables with their stress tests and inviting people to their uh, free movie screenings that they do. Then you've got, uh, you know, Buddhist people. You got Hare Krishnas out there. You've got uh, people pushing New Age religion. I mean, you've got Jehovah's Witnesses. Uh, every every group out there is trying to get these students' attention and to trying to convert them to to their cause. And you, you mentioned the uh, the Islamic uh, presence out there is pretty strong as well. You know. Well, you got a lot of foreign students too, so there's there's there are probably a lot of practicing Muslims that come onto campus from other uh, parts of the world, right? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, do you ever have uh, I don't want to say confrontations? Do you ever get to have spirited conversations with those people from those other religions? Oh yeah, all the time. In fact, this past year, I made it a point uh, to. Uh, go up and actually share Jesus with people from other religions, from other countries, to make sure that they had the opportunity to hear about Christ. I was reading in the book of Romans where Paul said, I aspire to preach Christ to those nations that he was not named in. And so I've been able to have great conversations with a lot of people from these other countries, even from Islamic backgrounds. And in fact, there is a couple of Muslim students who attended our church services or even got involved in Bible studies. That's fantastic. What about from the other ministries, those ministries that are trying to deceive people and pull people away from Christ? you get to engage them in conversations? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we talked to them. We try to make it a point not to spend too much time, especially not entering into arguments with them. Right. But, you know, whenever you, you're out there, you know, asking people what they believe and, and they get off, you know, about why, what they believe and why, you know, you, you have to confront it with the truth. You know. How long, Christy, how long has Cornerstone Campus Ministry been around? Um, it's been around for over seven seven years. Uh, we're actually just celebrated our, our tenth tenth year, not too long ago, and so it's been on the the presence on the campus at uh, USF for quite a while now. And we've been able to start growing a little bit more now with at the University of Tampa, reaching out to there. Well, we're going to talk about that after the after the break. You said, Chris, at lunchtime that when school starts back up, you'll have approximately sixteen missionaries like you guys uh, on the campus are they half girl half boys so that you're reaching out to the campus i mean but you said you're gonna have 16 workers on the campus just from cornerstone campus ministry right yeah yeah that's right and these are all people that that have had to raise their own life support in order to be able to do ministry as i mean they're really yeah they're mission they are called to the usf campus yeah yeah absolutely that's right and there's gonna be 16 of them so i mean yeah and are they from all over the country are these people mostly from here most of them are uh, people that graduated from the University of South Florida. A lot of them became Christians through our ministry. They gave their lives to Christ, and they really felt called to go into the full-time ministry. So a lot of these guys and gals are right around here, you know, grew up here. You know, I just wanted to speak to that because um, I think that that's the part that our listeners need to hear is you, all of us know that um, college is a time for people to really own their own faith and they're seeking they're being um you know coming at from a lot of different angles from different people like we talked about but you guys personally have experienced that transformation during college and your a lot of your staff the same thing so seeing how life-changing that time of life was for everybody I, i just want you to speak about that a little bit because that's why a lot of your staff stay christy you have had you, you and Chris have been walking through this together, but you you got exposed to Cornerstone Campus Ministry as a student, correct? Talk to talk to me about that. How did that impact your life? Yeah, um, I found out about Cornerstone when I was a student. I was walking back from the bookstore one day, and a young woman uh, stopped me and asked me a few questions. Those survey questions, those, yeah, those exact ones, and um, she. And we talked for a little bit, and then she got my number. And at that time, I didn't really think too much about it because being an incoming freshman, you get bombarded with all sorts of stuff and people trying to get your attention uh, all over the place. And uh, so I sort of left our conversation, not really thinking too much about it, and went on went on my way. And uh, she ended up calling me that weekend and inviting me to church. And was one of the first times that I really saw a whole bunch of people my age actually worshiping the Lord with their whole heart. And from there, she uh, asked me if I wanted to start doing a Bible study with her on a weekly basis. And uh, she really took the time to actually sit down with me one-on-one and show me in the Word where my life didn't really quite add up with the Word of God. And it was at that point that I really saw that I was still the Lord of my life and that I was still calling the shots and still doing what I wanted to do, and that all the plans and purposes that I had set before me were all things that I wanted and not what the Lord was calling me to do. And so at that point, I repented and gave, gave my life over to the Lord and began to walk out the plan that He had for me and start to hear and obey according to His Word. What was that young lady's name that led you to the Lord? 
Uh, it was Audra Barkwell. She's Audra still, Barkwell. Mm-hmm, she's still on our staff today and was my maid of honor. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Chris, a question for you. Have you ever gone back to Audra, thanked her, given her a big stinking hug and said, wow, thank you for your obedience to the gospel and giving me my wife? Yes, all the time. All the time. <laughs> very thankful. Okay. He acknowledges it. That's good. That's very, very good. Chris, your story is similar, yet a little bit different. Why don't you talk about how you got introduced to Christ? Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up in Lakeland. I was a big-time football player in high school, and that was pretty much my life. Had to be a running back, though, because you're skinny as a pole. Uh, so were you running back, wide receiver, what were you? I played pretty much every position in high school. Really? Wide receiver, okay. cornerback, defensive line, offensive line, linebacker, you name it. I was out there. You, you know? were a linebacker? Yes. It was pretty big yeah. back then. Okay. All right. I'm she doesn't big. feed him like he no. did in high school. <laughs> uh, well, they're missionaries so, now. They're, they're hungry all the time. Uh, <laughs> true. So. Anyway, growing up, you know, in that culture, the football culture, I I really wanted to play uh, at the collegiate level. And so that's what drew me to the University of South Florida, as I knew it was the Division I school. They weren't quite as good as UF or FSU, so I knew that I could easily walk on and play football, you know, at, at USF. And so I came out to USF in 2005 excuse me, 2004, and hung out with the football team. You know, I'd work out with them two or three times a day. And then also, you know, growing up, I had this idea that, you know, go to college, go to parties, live the college lifestyle, and you get away. So that's what I did. And I'd go to college parties. I started getting involved in drinking and chasing women around and drugs and, you know, a a lot of the things that, you know, I, I grew up with in my mind that this is what you do when you go to college. And so I, I indulged in my sin my entire freshman year. Right at the beginning of my sophomore year, however, I, I met someone else. His name was Jeff. He was bold enough to share the gospel with me, uh, and he actually took the time to start doing an, a weekly Bible study with me. And he, he showed me in the Bible what Jesus actually said about following him and laying down your life and dying to yourself and picking up your cross. And for me, this was all new to me. You know, I, I, I grew up where go to church and you say, you know, God, uh, I know you're there and forgive me for everything. And then you move on and live your life the rest of the week, party, and then come back and ask for forgiveness, you know? (laughs) And and so when I saw that was actually a relationship that God wanted through Jesus, that uh, it it took me aback. And I I started realizing that, man, the whole way I was living was completely wrong. It was completely a lie. I know that this is the truth. I know that Jesus uh, is the way to God. And it's only through him and his sacrifice. And I ended up going to one of the church services that Cornerstone had. The preacher was uh, preaching a sermon on the two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of God or, you know, the kingdom of hell. You're either following God with your life or you're following yourself, which means you're following Satan. And it was after that service that I knew that I stood in the kingdom of darkness, that I deserved to go to hell because of the way I was living, because of my sins. And I knew that Jesus wanted to forgive me. And allow me to enter into the kingdom of heaven, into a relationship with him. So that was August 31st, 2005, gave my life to Christ, and it's never been the same since. Mm-hmm. That's And that's the truth. Anybody who ever meets Jesus, their lives are never the same. They're either all in or they're all out, but their lives are never the same. Jesus is the delineating factor. He's the deciding factor. He is the divider. He says, I am, I, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. Narrow is a road that leads to me. Wide is a road that leads to destruction. We're talking today with Chris and Christy Baker. They're on the campuses of USF and UT with a ministry called Cornerstone Campus Ministry. Martha, how can you find them online? Their website is cornerstonetampa.org. 
cornerstonetampa.org. All right, in 30 seconds or less, Christy, talk about one of the biggest highlights from the ministry this last year. Um, definitely starting up the ministry over at the University of Tampa was a, a big highlight, being able to really start to reach out down uh, downtown to a lot of the college students there. And it's such a beautiful campus to be able to walk around on. Chris, that was a big deal, getting on the campus at UT. Talk to me about how that happened. Yeah, so the University of Tampa is a private college here, so we actually had to start on the sidewalks around the college campus and get in through the grassroots movements through there. You're going to hear a lot more from Chris and Christy Baker and Cornerstone Campus Ministry operating on the campuses of USF and UT right here in Tampa Bay. But this ministry is being modeled across the country as I've talked to other student leaders around the country and other campuses from Arizona to, I know there's other ones. There's like seven or eight of you guys multiplied across this, across the country. Ministries like this are happening on college campuses all over the place. We need to be praying for these people because college campuses are a battlefield. There is power in the name of Jesus. And Chris and Christy, you see that all the time as you're talking with students. When you get them to start reading the scriptures for themselves, they're like, wow. I mean, talk to me about some of the reactions, Christy. When you get somebody to open up a Bible for the first time and they read about Jesus, what are their reactions? Yeah, um, a lot of the time people are, they just can't believe like the love that the Lord just has for them all the promises that are actually in the Word of God. And so um, a lot of, you know, we, we talked about this a little bit over lunch, but a lot, some of the students come from a Catholic background or come from a background where it's been based on a lot of works or the law or I have to do this in, in order to get to heaven. And so actually go into the Word and seeing like, well, no, it's a, it's a free gift. All I have to do is actually just receive. Chris, when you are talking with gentlemen uh, about, and you bring up Jesus, and you actually start having them read the scriptures for themselves, what what's the response when they find out who Jesus really is? Yeah, it's one of surprise. You know, uh, a lot of awe. A lot of them hear uh, stories, bits and pieces about who Jesus was, what he did, what he actually said. But when you actually take them to the Bible, to the Word of God itself, and let them read it on their own, it, it brings a new light on the situation, and it, it opens up their understanding. And a lot of times they they have that response of, wow, I had no idea. And, and it is true, even even and especially the workplace. Because again, the students that Chris and Chrissy are dealing with today are your co-workers of tomorrow. And they just don't know the truth about Jesus. And, and really, you know, I just tell you, don't argue with people about Jesus. He doesn't need you to argue for him. He doesn't need you to convict people. He just needs you to be real and to share, hey, this is why I'm different. Jesus has done amazing work in my life. I want to introduce you to Jesus. And then I always do the my back, you know, it, it's just this, I call it a trick. Martha doesn't like what I call it. I get people to read the book of John and they can find out, listen, you want to find out who Jesus really is? Read the book of John. And I said, then we'll talk about it. And when people read the book of John, they can summarize the gospel after reading the book of John. They get it. Yeah, it's very clear. And, you know, a lot of people just have not ever even been encouraged or had a Bible to say, hey, why don't you open it and read it for yourself and see what it has to say? And you have the same Bible that I have. I mean, there's a lot of translations out there, but ultimately the Word of God is living and breathing, and they get it when they read it. Chris, right before the break, we talked about the fact that you guys, for the first time this year, got to break onto the campus of UT. Yet, because it's a private school, they didn't have to let you on campus. So you had to start the ministry on the sidewalks, the public sidewalks. That's right, Jim. 
Yeah, so we started meeting students right on the outskirts of the campus as they were walking to their classes, as they were walking onto the campus and started sharing the gospel with them there. And these students, they were excited to hear about the gospel. They were excited to actually open up the Bible and do a Bible study. And so they started inviting us to lead Bible studies in their dorm rooms, even in some of the fraternity halls on the UT campus. And so through their invitation, we were actually able to go onto the campus and do Bible studies, preach the gospel. We are actually able to lead 16 students from UT to Christ this past year. Mm -hmm. And out of that group, there was about four or five that really had a heart for evangelism, so much so that they wanted to start a student group out there at UT called Cornerstone Student Fellowship at the University of Tampa. And those 16 that you led to Christ, gentlemen and ladies, Mm -hmm. you then go through discipleship with them. It's not just like, you know, you're pounding Jesus into them, then you're walking away. I mean, you're actually... (laughs) You're actually introducing them to Christ, they're committing their lives to Christ, and you're discipling them for the rest of the school year, correct? That's right. Yeah, absolutely. We're big on evangelism, but just as big on discipleship. What's that look like for you guys? What does discipleship look like? So we continue to meet with students on a weekly basis and talk about, okay, what happens now that you're a Christian? You know, how can you help build on on your foundation? We teach them how to uh, do schedules, how to manage their time, how to manage the pressures of college. We teach them how to study the Bible and to really feed themselves. We teach them how to go through transformation ministry where they've been hurt in the past and need to get, Mm. uh, need to forgive. uh, Powerful. You know, so yeah, it's really an awesome thing to see them grow in their faith. Christy, as you are on the other side, you guys are very particular, I mean, very specific about gentlemen are, gentlemen are discipling gentlemen, ladies are discipling ladies, which is very good, keeps it all very healthy. As you um, work with ladies, did you get to participate on the UT campus as well? Um, yeah, a little bit. Uh, I think seeing just that there's, uh, it's, it was a little bit harder, I think, reaching the girls out at the UT campus this semester. Why do you think that was? Um, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not real sure. I, think I mean, it's, it's, it's not an open campus. There's a yeah. lot more money. It costs a lot more money to go there. Mm-hmm. Do you think some of that was economic status or? I think that was a, a major portion of it. A lot of the students that uh, attend the University of Tampa that we found, uh, typically have, uh, a higher, um, ability, I guess, finances for where they can pay for the, co- um, they, they can afford the tuition, yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, or in some means, they've had their tuition fully paid for through scholarships or athletics. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Martha, I know you've been dying to ask some questions about their new professional group that they just started this year at USF. Yeah, we were talking about how I work for him is all about helping people incorporate Christ in their workplace. And so we were discussing, you know, what does that look like when people leave college and how are they taking this discipleship with them into their profession? And you guys said there is a new group that you've started. Yeah, it's um, it's been exciting. Uh, there's been over 100 graduates that have graduated uh, from USF that have been a part of our ministry. And they uh, have been able to go out into the workforce and have had challenges come up in their life, and so been able to help them in that and uh, apply biblical principles to it. So are you guys both, Chris, are you both involved in that professional group, or do you guys get to be involved in the professional group as well? 
not as much. We have uh, some of our other staff uh, that are helping to, to lead that group. Our job more so would be to win students to the Lord and get them into that group so they can get discipled by these other uh, professionals and these other people on staff who have a little more experience in the workforce than uh, Christy and I. You know, if they ever need guest speakers, I am very open to coming up on campus and speaking to that young professionals group. I I would love that. That would be fun for me. Yeah, I can see that. I'll definitely keep that in mind. All right. Especially then I get some college food while I'm there or something. That'd be really good. I haven't had dorm food in a while. All right. So. How many, on a day-to-day basis, and we're talking today with Chris and Christy Baker, they're involved in Cornerstone Campus Ministry on the campuses of USF and UT right here in Tampa Bay, but there are Cornerstone Campus Ministries on the University of Arizona. I know there's a ministry called the same, but it's different. It's not related on the University of, or excuse me, Iowa State. How many other Cornerstone Campus Ministries are there around the country associated with the same group you guys are with? Great question. So there's a couple over in Colorado, uh, at Colorado State and um, Colorado University. There's one over in the New Mexico, Colorado, uh, New Mexico University, a couple in Arizona, and there's actually one over in New Zealand, all the way across the other side of the world. So altogether, I think there's about seven or eight uh, that we're familiar with. That's fabulous. And there are other ministries like that. They're just not called Cornerstone that are on the campuses, and they're just trying to reach people for Christ. And they're, listen, Chris and Christy Baker they called 100,000 people in order to raise support so that they could spend all day long bringing the gospel to your sons and your daughters that are going, the cam- going on to the campuses of USF and UT. And we want to make sure that you've got an opportunity to participate in the ministry if you'd like. This is a ministry Martha and I have participated in, both prayerfully and financially, for a number of years. You can find out more about the ministry on cornerstonetampa.org, cornerstonetampa.org. How do they get to your funding page, though, Chris? Yeah, right there on our website, there is a link at the top called Partnership. If you click on that, it explains different ways that you can partner with Christy and I specifically. And there's a um, uh, awesome video that we just finished that tells a little bit more about our ministry that you can watch. It's about five minutes long. And on that page, there's you know several instructions about different ways to get involved, and you'll find you know us right there. And we'll put a link to that on our Facebook page tonight as well. All right, so on a daily basis, you guys are out there at the beginning of the school year. You're surveying kids. You're 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 surveying students. You're trying to get in front of them so that you can then come back and do a follow up one to one with these students. After you've, you know, identified. I mean, how many students at the beginning of the year, Christy, do you get a chance to just reach out to and have one to one conversations with during orientation week and the first week of school? Uh, hundreds. We get to because we're out there that the first week, week and a half, uh, just meeting every every student that walks by, pretty much. And so it's a blast because you never know who you're who you're gonna meet. It could be your next best friend. Um, f- I mean, for me, uh, I met my maid of honor, and so who was in our wedding. And so I mean, it's an exciting time, and you get to in that second you start to build a, a friendship. So, Chris, during the week, how do you? I mean, after orientation week and after the week where you, you're doing all these surveys, you start following up with with students. How many students are you meeting with on a daily basis? Yeah, so every day we'll teach um, anywhere from five to maybe up to ten small group Bible studies that will meet with students for about an hour in their dorm and actually crack open the Bible and get to you know sit there and train them specifically you know cater a Bible study to them and where they are in their relationship with the Lord and in between Bible studies we're back out there meeting more students so we could interact with you know anywhere from ten to a couple hundred students every day. 
You know, I, we blew an opportunity, Martha. When you asked them about the Young Professionals Group, we didn't tell how people can find out about that. Chris, how do they find out about the Young Professionals Group supported by Cornerstone Campus Ministry? Yeah, so they could uh, get involved with our ministry. Uh, feel free to contact Christy or myself, you know, through the ministry, and we'd love to, you know, tell you guys a little bit more about how uh, you can get involved in that group or be, you know, find out about it. Unfortunately, right. we don't have a direct link on our website. There is, that's what group. I was going to ask. There's right. not. Okay, so Chris and Christy Baker, you'll find their contact information on our Facebook page tonight. A question for you, uh, Christy. When you interview these students, when you survey these students, what do you think, what are, what are some of the most major things these kids are struggling with? There's a lot of brokenness. Um, I mean, say something, and uh, it's probably an issue that we, uh, that we have to face and that they're struggling with. I mean, there's anything from addiction, family issues, financial issues, um, yeah, just all the, the wide range. And Chris, when you're dealing with a young gentleman, what, what do you see as some of the major issues they're dealing with? I would say compromise is one of the biggest things. You know, uh, some of them have uh, morals that they say that they're going to stick to when they come to college, but then they get there and they're bombarded with peer pressure and wanting to fit in and find their identity so quickly. They're willing to compromise and do anything. You know, as Christy mentioned, that could be from uh, getting involved in drugs, addictions, partying, anything, you know. What can we as a church community, what can we do to support, to better prepare our Christian students for the campus and better so better prepare? Yeah, really, that's just, how do we better prepare our Christian, our kids, our Christ-following kids for the university campus? I, I would say to piggyback on, on that would be building convictions into their lives and, and helping to explain the why you mm-hmm. believe sort of things. But then also praying for them, you know, definitely praying for them and preparing them and, and, and um, letting them know about some of the challenges that they may face. Yeah, I think that just being honest with them about what they're going to face and why they're going to face it, because the world is out for their hearts and their souls. How do you just in 30 seconds or less, how do you want us praying for you guys, Chris and Christy? Christy? Uh, definitely for this coming year um, as we're going out in the new semester, uh, reaching college students. And then uh, definitely we are like, You've been saying we're uh, raising our support for we can be out there full time. And then um, just for all the individuals and students that we've gotten to share the gospel with, that the seeds have been planted and will start to grow and see them really flourish. Chris. Preparing the hearts of the students that we're going to meet mm. for the gospel, for the seed to be sown into their hearts. And then as Christy was saying, that the resources that we need to keep the ministry going would come in. Find out more about Chris and Christy online on the website, cornerstonetampa.org. You can look at their staff pictures, find out more about them. Cornerstone Tampa, Chris and Christy Baker, thanks so much for being on I Work For Him today. Our pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. All right, as we come to the end of another I Work For Him radio roundtable, Martha, that went really fast, didn't it? It did. All right, well, it's great. We love you guys. We are so proud of what the work that you're doing, and we're happy to be partnering along with you guys. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope that you heard something about something going on here in Tampa Bay you never knew of before, and just find out. If you're not listening to Tampa Bay, but you're listening in some other part of the world, find out what's going on in the local colleges and campuses near you, the university campuses. Find out. Get your head out of the sand. Start praying for those workers that are going to that battlefield every day. Thanks so much to Jose Cruz. Did a great job all week long supporting us. Thank you so so much and thanks for getting all those uh, answering all those phone calls when you get home today join the i work for him nation go out to iworkforhim.com click on the i work for him nation flag start allowing the lord to transform your heart your mind your soul your strength 
towards ministry in your mission field, which is your workplace. Remember, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. You've been listening to the I Work Rim Show with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers and we own our own business, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.